0: We are starting a new sermon series on the day, and it's the power of the tongue. Hashtag what? Life. Speak life. We have to be so very careful about the things we say. And not only the things that we say, but the attitude and the tone that we use. How many know you can say good things or you can say bad things, but it's all a matter of how you say them that makes a difference? Amen. So we're talking about the power of the tongue. Say the power, the power of, the of the tongue. Now, we're going to have a little fun today here, all right? So y'all just sit back and relax. Don't get too riled up about what I'm getting ready to say. So the power of the tongue, and I'm going to use the acronym P-O-T. P-O-T. What's P-O-T? No, what's P-O-T? What? Pot. All right. You know, when you use pot, it can make you feel ways that other things don't make you feel. I don't want anybody to squirm, anybody to get nervous. But when you use pot, it can make you feel invincible. It can make you feel like I can do something that you really can't do. You know, there's a saying people say that don't cash, don't let your mouth write a check. That the rest of you can't cash because of what the power of the tongue but you know the thing about it is our tongue is only going to speak based upon the information that's in us our minds receive information our hearts judge the information and our tongues speak the information understand that our minds receive information our hearts judge the information Our mouths speak the information. Jesus said that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if there's rottenness, if there's evil, if there's hatred in our hearts, that's what we speak out. That's the power of the tongue. So your mind may receive something, but then your heart would say, you know something? You shouldn't repeat that. You've got no business saying that over and over again because you don't even know if it's true. Amen? So, it's based upon the information that we put in our minds. Paul says to be you transformed by the renewing of our minds. And that's how we get to the place of the power of the tongue. So, what do I mean information? There's all kinds of information out there. And I'm not just talking about the internet or the cell phone. Go to the doctor's office or go to the emergency room. They're going to talk to you about a living will. Amen. Come on, y'all work with me. Here's some information about. I am the force behind the fight. Let's join the armed forces. Information. African-Americans taking steps to protect your body, learning about HIV and AIDS. I had to go through a class this week. Man, it was hard about. Work zone traffic safety. You know, you're out there on Virginia Beach Boulevard and you've got to set up cones and you're wondering why they have the roads blocked the way they do. And this is all so inconvenient. There's a manual here that tells you how to do that. Let's see. Militia Fit. Uh, adults $200. A family $175. This is about getting your body right. There is all kinds of information. Let's see. This is something from Virginia Power. Okay, now I've got to take out this wire and put in new wire. More information. Uh, let's see. This is the commercial driver's license manual. This is a supplement to this book here, which means that there's something in this book that's not right. But this is all types of information that we've got to learn. We receive it into our minds. Our hearts judge it and our mouths speak it. So what are you saying out of your mouth? What kind of pot are you using? What kind of pot are you using? But this is all about the power of the tongue. So I'm going to show you how the power of the tongue works. Amen. I need those chairs up here, please. Like I said, we're going to have a little bit of fun today. Now, the Bible says in Philippians chapter four, verse six, it says, be anxious about nothing, but in all things with all prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request be made known unto God. Be anxious about don't be anxious about anything. This is the NIV version, but in every situation by prayer and petitions, make your request and that is with thanksgiving, make your request be made known unto God. I just made a request. I asked that these chairs be brought up. And how did I do it? Did I go over there and grab them? Did I go over there and twist their arms and pinch them and push them and punch them? No, I made a request. By the power of your tongue, you can make these things be known. So what does the scripture say about the power of the tongue? Is that something that God does? Is it something that God does? Is it something God does? Can y'all say amen? amen. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Let's do a pulse check real quick. All right, mine's is working. How about yours? All right, okay. Is it something God does? Amen. Okay. Psalms 36. Or excuse me. Psalms chapter 33. Verse 6, it says, By thy by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. By what? The word of the Lord, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made their starry hosts, starry host, excuse me, by the breath of his mouth, by the word of the Lord, not by his hand, but by his word. He spoke these things into existence. And then verse nine, it says this. For he what? He spoke. And it came to be he what? He spoke. And then it says he what? He commanded. He spoke and he commanded. He didn't do it. God didn't create a big shovel and start making rivers. He didn't take his hands and make the mountains. He spoke them and they existed and it stood firm. So we've got to use the power of our tongue to make things to happen. So right now I have another request. I need three volunteers. Oh, I need a, and I need a I need I want a young lady up here too. Maybe one wearing glasses. Okay, well you can come up. Come on, come no no no, come on come on up. All right, and I need two more. I need two more. Let's give a hand for our panelists on today. You all have a seat. Now here's what I want you to do. There's going to be a series of questions. Just leave those facing down. You don't have to say anything. When I ask you a question, I want you to raise the letter. These are just some simple examples of the power of the tongue. Amen. Amen. So question number one, and this is our first round, which is called round one. Did that just come out your mouth? Come on, y'all. Get with the game show, all right? Did that just come out your mouth? Question number one. Oh, see, y'all need. I see. We got to play this like a real game show. All right. All right. Welcome, everyone, to Did That Just Come Out Your Mouth? No. We have a group of panelists here. Everyone from out of town? Anyone from out of town? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Perfect. All right. That's enough. Okay. <laughs> First question in. Did that just come out of your mouth? Yes. <laughs> the question is this. You haven't seen this person in a couple of weeks. It's early in the morning. What's the first thing that you say to them? A, whew, you need a mint. B, what's wrong? Late night? Or C, how have you been? Our panelists say, no, they don't, they don't need that. Yeah, what, what's your answer? What's your answer? C, How have you been? Okay, right. We always got one in a bunch. All right. Audience agree, disagree? Agree. All right. So what does the scripture say about the power of the tongue? The Bible says, if I speak with the tongue of men and angels and do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. First thing in the morning, you haven't seen this person in in a few days or a few weeks and we come off with things like, man, you need a mint or, man, what would you have, a late last night? What did you sleep in your car? We've got to reach out to people in love. And the old saying is, if you can't say anything good, what? Don't say anything anything at all. Don't say anything at all. So, round one, first question, y'all got it right. Question number two. In the round of, did that just come out your mouth? All right. Question number two is this. Question number two. Okay. You're in a store, Walmart, and this happened to me yesterday. You're in a store, Walmart, or whatever store, Piggly Wiggly, Food Lion. You hear a child crying, and you're like, ugh. You finally end up seeing the family because the child is so loud, you can hear them on the other side. You finally end up seeing the child and the family. What do you say? A, I see somebody's cranky. B, what's wrong? Can't control your kids? Or C, wow, what a beautiful baby. Our panel of judges say what? He got to think about it. <laughs> he says, B, what's wrong? Can't control your kid." <laughs> see, that's why we don't go shopping together. But see, think about it. When you, if you actually said that to somebody, love you, brother, appreciate your heart and your honesty. But when you say something to somebody like that, what do you, how would you react as a parent? Hostility. All right. And I, and I appreciate that. Okay, so the verse, the Bible says what? The fruit of righteousness is a tree of life, and the one who is wise saves lives. King James Version says, he that winneth souls is wise. It can be a worse situation. It can be a bad situation. But if you come across with the right words, you can win people over. Amen? All right. So, so far we have two To one, all right? Okay, well, we're not keeping score. Question number three. It says, someone spoke to you and said, by this time next year, God is going to have changed your situation. Someone speaks to you and says, by this time next year, God's going to change your situation. So what's your response? A? No way, God. You're lying. B, when God does it, I'm going to praise him. Or C, hallelujah. C, what's wrong with B? Too late. late. Audience, amen. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. It's too late. So what does the scripture say? So the other disciples told him, we have, excuse me, and this is after Jesus' resurrection. We have seen the Lord, but he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand onto his side, I will not believe. So we're saying that unless we see the manifestation of of God's glory we see the manifestation we actually see the job we actually see the money we actually see the healing we don't believe we don't give God praise until it happens and the Bible tells us in Romans I think it's 824 it says that if you've already seen it then what faith does it take so we've got to learn to praise God in the beginning so let's go back to our answers again please When God does it, I'm going to praise him. Now, it's okay to praise God when he does it, but we've got to praise him until he does it. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. So you all are doing good. You're doing good. Everyone's still going to be in the final round. All right, question number four. Question number four. You're standing in the prayer line and you need a healing in your body. Anybody ever been in the prayer line for healing? Anybody been in the prayer line for healing? Let me see your hand if you've been in the prayer line for healing. All right. Pretty much everybody in here. Now, you know how we do service. So it's around 11 o'clock, 1130, and you're standing here believing God for something. So what do you do at 4 o'clock when the pain comes back? What do you do at 4 o'clock? A, I'm going to the ER. I don't think it's getting any better. B, hey, brother, can you help encourage me? Or C, I know it's in the Bible, but it's just not God's will. Panelists say what? B, they're all in agreement. Now, this is where I want us to really understand because I truly believe two of the areas that we struggle with the most in our lives are our finances and our healing. Our finances and our healing, you may say your job, but it's our finances and our healing because that's what that's why we're working is to get finances. But we really struggle when it comes to to our healing, because when the pain is there, what's the first thing we say? Oh, I have a headache. My head hurts. Okay, I have a headache. Well, what happens when your chest hurts? Oh, I'm having a heart attack. We cannot deny your pain. I can't say that your head doesn't hurt, but we constantly confess and believe the worst-case scenario. How many of us do that? We believe the worst-case scenario. I'm going back to the doctor, and I'm thinking, oh, he's going to have t- to—he's going to tell me they're going to cut my foot off. We think the yeah, I thought that before. I'm thinking, oh, they're going to have to put me on medication. Oh, I'm going to have to get this done. Let me tell you. Again, if your foot starts hurting or your head starts hurting, I'm not going to tell you your head doesn't hurt. But we've got to learn to confess our healing. And let me me give you an example of how this works. And I I hope you all really listen to this. How do I deny what the doctor is telling me? When the doctor tells me, well, you have diabetes. Well, thank you, doctor, for treating me and telling me what's wrong with me. But I don't have diabetes. You can treat me for diabetes, but I don't have it. So what's the difference? Use this scenario. Someone says, Brother Tom, why were you in the back of that police car last week? Oh, they came to my house and knocked on my door and they told me, you fit the the description of someone who robbed the 7-Eleven on Euclid Road. And you say, but no, I didn't do it. I didn't rob 7-Eleven. Well, we believe you did. I did not rob 7-Eleven. Well, we're going to take you downtown. So they put the handcuffs on you, put you in the back of the police car and take you downtown. They take you into a room and they begin to interrogate you. Well, where were you on this night? I was at home. Can anyone verify that? No, they can't. So, in other words, as far as we know, you were at that 7-Eleven and you robbed it. No, I didn't. And this goes on and on. And they interrogate you for hours and hours and hours. And they're saying, you were at the 7-Eleven. Yes, I've been there before. No, you were there on that night. No, I wasn't. You went in there, you took a gun, and you robbed it. The surveillance shows, and the surveillance is all cloudy or maybe it wasn't working. But the thing is, is they work on you. They work on you. They work on you and wear you down until finally you say, you know something? If you say I robbed 7-Eleven, I robbed 7-Eleven. Because you think if if you admit to it, you'll get a light sentence. Well, maybe they'll just give me some weekend duty or maybe some community service. But no, they've pinned it on you and you said yes. So how does that relate to healing? The enemy is going to say, I'm putting this sickness on you. And you're going to say, no, you're not. No, I'm going to put it on you and you're going to take it. And he keeps wearing on you. He keeps wearing on you. He keeps shooting that pain down in your leg. And finally, you say, "Okay, finally, I've got cellulitis. You say, I've got a headache. You say, I've got diabetes. Whatever he keeps putting on you, as long as you admit it, then he's going to keep putting it on you. And when you admit to robbing this 7-Eleven, then they're going to say, well, guess what? You probably robbed that other 7-Eleven. And he's just going to keep putting it on you as long as you keep saying, I have diabetes. I have a headache. I have migraines all the time. I have consistent back pain. I have sickle cell anemia. Y'all follow me? As long as we continue to admit and confess that I have the devil's going to keep saying, "Well, guess what? All of these other crimes that we can't solve, we're going to put them on you. All these other sicknesses that I can't give to other people, I'm going to give them to you." Cuz these other believers over here are saying, "No, by his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. If your head hurts, then yes it hurts. But don't keep saying, "I have a headache. I have migraines. I have diabetes." Yeah, treat me for it, but I'm not going to confess it. Does that make sense to you all? Does that make sense? It's about the power of the tongue and what you confess. And as long as you confess to the crime, you're going to pay the time for the crime. Amen? Amen? All right. So question number five. Oh, excuse me. We're going into round two. Round two is you said it, not me. You said it, not me. Question is this. Someone at a store is using a lot of foul language. And we've been there before, amen. And it's like, is that really necessary? You can't get away from them, so you finally approach them. So what do you say to them? Uh, is that ex- the extent of your vocabulary? B, do you mind telling me where you got those shoes? Excuse me. Or C, every since I found Jesus, I don't use that kind of language. A, B, or C. A, is that the extent of your vocabulary? B, do you mind telling me where you got those shoes? Or C, every since I found Jesus, I don't use that kind of vocabulary. I have an A, B, and a B. So A is, is that the extent of your vocabulary? B, do you mind telling me, so nobody picks C? Okay, well, we're going to open. So why didn't you pick C? Because I used B for the simple reason that I just wanted to set him up without being disrespectful. Okay. <laughs> you know, but, but what he was already so B was my choice. Okay. I picked A because it's a very straight up to show you using the kind of original word when it was kids around. Okay. That's a good answer. Brother Tao? Uh, I picked B for pretty much the same reason as D when we start the conversation. Um C can kinda of come off as a little condescending to some people if you i would take that to Okay. All right. Let's see what the scripture says. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So you're going to get punched. <laughs> 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 because people face it. In America, we have the right to free speech. Now, you can go like my barbershop. It's a sign when you walk in says no profanity. So that's his private property. He can say that. But understand that even as I said before, he that wins souls, she that wins souls is wise. And we can push Jesus off on some people. But when you let your light shine, you don't have to get up in people's face and say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You can open the conversation with, man, I like them shoes. What, you want my shoes now? Huh? You want my shoes? It's like, no, man, I just want Hey, where'd you get those from, man? Because I've been looking for a pair, man. They look like they are comfortable, and you can just open the conversation from there. Same thing with the child. Oh, what a beautiful baby. Oh, he's just bad. Oh, no, that baby's good. And you have to speak life. Hashtag what? Speak life. All right. Thank you for your answers. We have a couple of more questions here. Question number six: Someone tells you about a situation they're dealing with. They gave up, They now nah, they just got laid off of work after they just made a major purchase. And I joked with some people on my job. I said, "The company said anybody underneath the age of thirty-five, they're going to fire them." Man, and I knew this guy had just bought a house. And his head went down. (laughs) I had fun for a few minutes. (laughs) But anyway. So they just made a major purchase. So what do you say to them? Well, these things have a way of working themselves out. B, all things work together for good. And C, God showed you, but you just missed it. God tried to tell you, don't buy that house, but you bought it anyway. God told you not to buy that car, but you bought it anyway. If you would have been listening to God, he would have told you not to buy that house. But our panelists say what? We all agree, eh? these things have a way of working themselves out. Let's see what the scripture says. And we know that in all things, God works for good for those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose so why did you pick A because you said it not me (laughs) most things do have a way of working themselves out all you have to do is just trust in the Lord that it will work out okay <laughs> um, everything does happen for a reason, and those things can work themselves out. Okay. Um, yeah, it was the same thing. I felt like AMD kind of said generally the same thing. It just sounded a little bit sweeter. So I was like, let's go. let's go back to our answers. things have a way of working themselves out but the b says but all things work together for good so which one of those is closest to our scripture b is closest to the scripture because that's just a way of saying a is, is a way of saying really you know something you got yourself in a mess and i don't really know what else to tell you right now but to make you feel good Just hold on, brother. Call me if you need me. (laughs) That's really what A is saying. I don't know what else to tell you. But these things have a way of working themselves out. You know, as soon as you get cut, your body immediately goes into a healing process. Your body immediately goes into a healing. You may not be able to see it, but guess what? Eventually, it's going to heal itself. But your job isn't just going to automatically call you back and say, oh, we made a mistake. And the mortgage company is not going to say, oh, well, we heard you just lost your job. Don't worry. Stay there as long as you want till you get your act together, till your finances get right. No, they're going to put you out. But what does the scripture say? All things work together for good for them that love God and are called according to his purpose. But remember, you said it, not me. And then our final question in this round. Question number seven. You get to work a few minutes late. Now, you, you get there on time, but like me, I like to get to work early, early. But let's say I don't get there till a few minutes before time. You get to work a few minutes late because you spilled your coffee during your commute to work. Drinking and driving, right? When, when somebody asked you what happened to you, what's your reply? A. These people around here drive like idiots. B, I need a minute to get cleaned up and get myself together. Or C, some fool cut me off. B, we all agree. Sometimes you need a minute to get yourself together. Before you say, even though it's been 15 minutes, Since this accident or you spilled your coffee or whatever. When you finally get approached and all of a sudden those feelings, those emotions of when they cut you off and you spilled your latte. Then you calm down. You clean off your outfit. You clean up the seat. You clean up your car. You walk in the building. But as soon as somebody asks you, that emotion starts coming back on you again. So what does the scripture say about this? But I tell you. And just as Jesus speaking, anyone who is angry with his brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to his brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, is in danger of fire, of the fire of hell. We have to be careful about the words we use out of our mouth. So what do you say when somebody cuts you off in traffic? Let's, let's have a moment. Think about the words that we say when someone offends you. Think about the words that you say even to yourself. I have a word for myself. Like yesterday, I had all these things to carry as I'm walking out the door. And my wallet goes in my left pocket, left rear pocket. My phone goes in my left front pocket and my keys go in this pocket. Well, I'm right-handed, so guess where I'm carrying most of this stuff? In my right hand. And when I get to the front door and I realize I got to get out and lock the door, I'm thinking I've got the keys in the wrong pocket. And what do I say to myself? This is what I say to myself all the time. I get into Fred Sanford mode. I say, you dummy. <laughs> and that's my word for myself. When I do something that I shouldn't do, I always say, You dummy. But am I speaking life to myself? No, I'm not. So, what should I say to myself? I got to say, Man, you're pretty smart. You're smart, man. That's cool. You're putting them keys in your pocket now. You got to figure out a way, man. You're going to figure out a way. But we've got to learn to speak, st- uh, speak life. Thank you all for our panelists on today. Y'all keeping school. Now, this is by no means a, a jump and shout kind of message. This is what they call maybe in some environments an, an icebreaker. But as you go throughout this week, I want everyone to, to begin to think about the things that come out of your mouth. And like yesterday, I was in Walmart and I heard this child, I mean, just crying and wailing like somebody was beating him some kind of. Some kind of bad. And I walked by and I looked. Wasn't nothing wrong with him. He just decided he wanted to have a fit. So I couldn't say anything nice. I didn't say anything at all. It was none of my business. Because we don't always need to put our mouths in certain places. Amen? Amen. But as you go throughout the rest of this day. Throughout the week. When things are happening. Think about where your mind is. Think about where your heart is. And then sometimes, well, I won't say sometimes, let your heart judge what comes out of your mouth. Let your heart judge. Should I really say that? Should I really repeat that? Am I edifying and glorifying God when I make this statement? Anybody in here guilty of saying things they shouldn't say? Anybody in here guilty of repeating stuff they know may not be true. We call it information. I'm just sharing this with you. Okay, I'm going to share it with you, but I'm sharing it with you because if this is true, we need to pray for this person. All this information that I told you about, about HIV and getting our bodies straight and studying for driver's license and joining the military you know there's so much information out there? But how many times have you ever showed up on your job and your boss said, hey, come on in here. I want to show you a scripture. It's not going to happen. I won't say it's not going to happen. But you're, never, you're not going to have a group Bible study when you're supposed to be on the clock. It's all about business. It's all about driving your car safely. It's all about getting your body right. So we've got to make sure that the information we get from God is going into our minds. It's going into our hearts. And we learn to speak life. We've got to learn to speak life. I'm not saying don't laugh and joke and have a good time. I'm not saying that you can't, you know, just... Just find things to say that are nice or things that are funny. But when, when we start confessing, especially to sickness, when we start confessing things that we know that God has not spoken to us, because really the only thing that belongs to you is what God gives you. The Bible says that the gifts, the gifts, what is a gift? something that someone gives you because they love you or they're thinking about you. But the gifts and the callings of God come but without repentance. God is giving you something. It may be a car, it may be money, it may be peace of mind, it may be healing. But whatever it is, it's the gifts and callings of God that are without repentance. Don't accept what the enemy has for you. That you're never going to be any better than what you are. That your life is never going to change. And that you will never be healed of that illness, of that sickness. Even as Brother Antoine was praying this morning. Praying for our loved ones that look like they'll never come to Christ. We've got to continue to pray for them. Amen. Hallelujah. I want everyone to stand to their feet. And again. You may not shout and hallelujah want to run around the church, but I I want us to think about the things that come out of our mouths. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to pray and we're going to make this confession on today. Father, everyone repeat after me. Say, Father, thank you that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart are acceptable and pleasing to you. Remind me, Holy Spirit, to speak life. Remind me, Holy Spirit, to build others up. Remind me, Holy Spirit, to build myself up with confident hope and expectation and remind me Holy Spirit that Jesus is Lord I shall live and not die I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus I have favor with God and man I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. It is in him that I live, I move, and have my being. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. show of hands did you all understand what I'm saying on today did it make sense to you? because people I don't care who you are people are looking at you people are looking at you and they'll they can get one impression by how you look and how you dress and how you walk but you can open your mouth and change everything now if you're from the country and you talk country then you just country if you're from up north and you talk like a like I want a cup of coffee or something like this or you're going down to Jersey that's how you talk but when you're like I can't find my keys where are my keys? I'm going to hurt somebody if I don't find my keys. They cut my cell phone off again. These. And you go on a tire. Who hit my car? Who hit my car? Get y'all get off my car. There's a way to correct wrongs. But let's think about the things we say. Amen.